Oh my All gosh. right, welcome wow. to the second installment of Charlie's Room. <laughs> Charlie's Room. Yes, we're in Charlie's we're in. Room. You, by the way, are one of the very few people to actually be in my room, like Ooh. because I just because this is the size of a fucking icebox, so it's not yeah. like that people over. Um, also, I just have nothing to do. Like I don't have a TV. Yeah. So like you and my parents and like my RA are the only people yeah. to have ever walked the actual Charlie's Room. It's pretty nice, guys. It's, uh, there's a plant. Um, there is. I propagated that for my mom. Yeah. It's pretty... Uh, is that a spider plant? It's a... Um, fuck. I don't even know what it's called. It's, okay. Um, oh, I also do have these mushrooms because I went to like a mushroom making thing with sawmill. Oh, my gosh. But I feel like they're, I'm already not... haven't taken care of them properly, so it's fine. What kind of mushroom? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so they're not like they're no, not no, like no. They're not like mushrooms. shroom shrooms. Not no, shrooms. I actually can't do shrooms or yeah. any psychedelics because was I telling you about this? Um, no. Because I take antipsychotics. Oh, um, gotcha. And antidepressants, you yeah, it doesn't mix. Like you yeah, can't. I I talked to my sense. friend about it who's like she's a pharmacist and she's also done like yeah. a bunch of drugs and like uh, she's taking nice. a lot of different medications. So I any drug related question, whether it's medication or like drug drugs, like I always go to her. She's like, no, definitely don't like. You'd have to stop taking, mm. like, all your medications for two weeks, which would be fucking a nightmare. Um, and also, like, it would completely neutralize the experience. Like, people... So the the antipsychotic I take is called Seroquel. Mm. And people who are having a bad trip or want their trip to end will take Seroquel to end the effects. Oh, wow. So, like, it just... It wouldn't even be anything. Which is really sad, but Seroquel isn't supposed to be, like, a lifetime drug. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to get off it eventually, so maybe when I'm 30, I'll be trapping on the, on the shrooms, you know? Okay. So, yeah. That's the official word. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, drugs suck, guys. Don't. This you heard it here first, folks. Wait, wait I didn't introduce you. Or introduce oh, yourself. Oh my, my god, I'm such a horrible is... host. I didn't no. even introduce myself. No, yeah, introduce yourself okay. first. Okay, I'm Charlie. Pronouns are kind of in the liminal space right now. Mm, liminal, I'm liminal, doing... liminality. Mm. <laughs> I'm doing he, him with a little bit of sheer oh, sprinkled oh. in there. A little shim. Um, but I'm Charlie. I'm, I'm your host. And yeah. with me, I have a beautiful guest. Go ahead and introduce yeah, yourself. Yes, very beautiful. One of the most beautiful women in the world. It's true. Um, Amelia Brady, she, her, in the in the Charlie's room. In the Charlie's room, both in the physical mm -hmm. space and in the mm -hmm. digital space. What are you studying? Who are you? What am I studying? Who am I? Um, I'm studying English, and I am a person. Real? Yeah. Um... Fuck, what were we talking about? Oh, this morning, how my day was going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I asked Charlie um, how his day was going, and then I stopped him because I thought it'd be pretty good material for the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You know, which is the which the is podcast. the hustle mindset we need to have, mm -hmm. you know? Grind set. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, you just would understand. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. yeah, I woke up early because I just went to bed early. I woke up early, and I was like, I'm starving. I got to go mm -hmm. to I Can Get Food. And I saw it was snowing outside, and that made me really happy and excited. So I put on my little Christmas music, um, hey. which I, I love Christmas music. So yeah. I grew up very Jewish, so I never celebrated Christmas. Oh. Um, so like Christmas stuff just makes me really happy. And, uh, this winter break, I think I'm gonna go to my friend's house and like decorate her tree, oh. um, which I've never done before. So I'm like really excited. Um, but I just love like Christmas. I love how it's just so cute to me. Like yeah. like the idea of like like lights and warmth during like a cold season like a dark season and people coming together and gifts and shit like i don't fuck with the religion obviously because like fuck you but um yeah <laughs> but i do love christmas but i and christmas music but i get it if you don't like christmas music especially if you work in like retail because that shit is just like on as soon as it's like november 1st so uh, yeah mm, well why, why don't you fuck with the religion charlie that's the okay question. well okay i don't not fuck with the religion 
I don't fuck with people who use religion uh, as an excuse to be like be a bigot. Yeah. The one thing I do like about religion, like organized religion, is like community. Like I know a lot of people. Like yeah. for example, one of my best friends. Um, from I met her like in the synagogue. Um, yeah. her mom is like the president of like the Jewish whatever. Um, and like her main reason for like being in the community is is for like the community mm. to like you know have have like have people and have people who like share a similar faith. It's not so much about like strict rules and strict um like following the Bible or the Torah or whatever it is. Like my parents are very, very strict on like Jewish culture and like the Sabbath. Like uh, in the Jew on the Jewish Sabbath, like you can't drive, you can't spend money, you can't work, you can't create, you can't destroy, yeah. you can't light a fire, you can't cook, you can't get gas, you can't buy, you can't there's so many things. You're not supposed to like carry books or something. Right? Yeah. It's like supposed to be a day that it dedicated to like God. So I remember in like fifth grade, I would like hide my iPod Touch like in a book, um, and pretend I'm reading. Uh, so when my mom walks in on the Sabbath, it is like, "What are you doing?" I'm reading Percy Jackson, not or or I would be reading Percy Jackson mm. unless I was like on my iPod Touch, which mm. I wasn't allowed to do. But it's like I'm just kind of like a rebel like that, Ooh. like so. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. I didn't know that you were Jewish. Yeah. Um, that's that's like always very interesting to um to hear from folks who are also raised. i will say probably try to talk a little bit louder because oh. those are your sound waves oh my sound my sound waves um for the listener i i have to give you some feedback we're looking at the sound <laughs> waves and yeah. mine, mine are a little lacking so. i recorded a podcast episode with um one of my high school teachers like a few weeks ago for a school project yeah. and i wasn't looking at the sound waves in all of his part like you couldn't hear so I had to turn in something else. Yeah. It was really sad because we had a really good conversation about, like, socialism and stuff. Mm, oh, um, no. Yeah, but it's fine. Well, I'll probably do another episode with him because um, before I left, he was, like, talking about masculinity and, like, Ooh. he, um, he, so he's, like, probably close to 40 um, and he went to, like, an all-boys high school and yeah. he was, like, telling me how he thinks this generation of boys is, like, lost and, like, oh. and, and, and I'm just, like, really interested so I might hit him up again Ooh. once I get, have a few podcast episodes going and be like, hey, you want to make another episode? So, uh, yeah, we'll see that'll... how that goes. Uh, there, there are so many, so many faces coming to mind <laughs> former teachers. Yes. Um, but, okay, you know, but I always find it really interesting to talk to people who were raised religious because I was also raised religious in what faith uh in the faith of the catholic church okay so um yeah i am i think that i agree with you a lot about like community and like the space like i go to a like a lutheran church now and i have kind of like just recently stopped going to catholic church and it's been like really nice to have like the kind of community aspects without like the anti-trans mm-hmm. anti-gay like anti-abortion yeah like, for sure anti-in vitro fertilization anti wait what was that like anti-in vitro fertilization i don't know what that is like basically like when um like a couple can't have a baby but they want to have a baby okay and they like do some like extra science to get the baby the catholic church and people are just like, like against that yeah so like i have like, like an that... aunt who like has a baby that way and i think it's really bullshit that like the Catholic Church is against it. That's so funny because isn't the Catholic Church like fuck sex? Like you can't have sex. I mean, I guess <laughs> like if you're yeah. married, but it's like wouldn't that wouldn't that be the preferred way to have a child? Yeah, like, you can't have like that's everything is so. Yeah, I no, I don't know. I mean, it's easy to dunk on the Catholic Church. I yeah, think. and I do it a lot, but absolutely, I was like trying to do this thing for a while where I was like, I'm going to dunk on the Catholic Church all the time, but I'm also going to do it, and it was just a little bit like. A little too main charactery of me, I think. Okay. In the end, you okay. know, I was, 
Could you, like, elaborate that on a little bit? Like, it was a little bit like, ooh, I'm pretty special, you know? I'm, like, going into the Catholic space, like, ugh, I don't really believe it. Okay, like, okay, okay. It's seriously. actually very common, you know, yeah. like... You Especially know. as, like, a trans person. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, like, also just, like, most, like, liberal Catholics don't like... Oh, so you're doc- liberal? <laughs> I I will beat these allegations. I'm a little, I, the I'm, I'm I'm further to the left, guys. Um, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, something to like put into perspective, like my parents. I guess mm. I hope my parents never find this one because Charlie is not my legal name. Also, I'm talking about sending so many topics. Anyway, um, to put into perspective, the ty- type of people my parents are. Yeah. My mom once told me, like as a fact, she was like. You know, racism ended in 2001. Uh, in 2001? Which, which Why? is so hilarious in so many ways because, one, Islamophobia rose exponentially mm. after 9-11. So what is that stat? Like, I don't know what... When she was, like, so matter-of-fact about it, she's like, yeah. And I, I didn't even ask her to elaborate because I'm like, I'm not having this conversation right now. But, yeah. like, <laughs> uh, the way my parents are religious is, like, they will bring... Well, m- more my dad. Like, I think my mom is religious, like, for the community aspect, which is cool. Yeah. Like, it's fine. But, like, my dad is very strict on, like, actual, like, traditions, and and my mom is, too. But, like, also drawing from the Torah, like, we will be having a conversation that is not religious in any way possible, and my dad will bring in the Torah. Like, mm. if I say that I like pineapple on pizza, he'll be like, well, in the in the Torah, warm fruit is not is not allowed. And it's oh, like, bitch, really? we weren't talking about this. Like, stop. Stop doing this. Like, no. Which mm. is just, like, why I stopped talking to my family, because it's, like, everything is either religion or just, like... Oh, oh yeah! You go to college, you're being brainwashed by all those oh, fucking liberals, you know. No. And it just it's, it, but it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I don't. It's still it's it, it's probably a little gets on your nerves. Like it does. I, I, I can tell it. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's why I'm here and living on my own and finding my found family. Your found family. Yeah. Oh, this monkey is uh. Please is, hold him. Wait. <laughs> He's so he's so heavy. Yeah, he's weighted. He's, he's remarkably he's, heavy, this man. Hello. Um, Hello okay, Sarah. for context for listeners at home, um, I have a I have a weighted plush monkey. Um, it's a Warmkins. I don't believe Warmkins still Aww. operates. I think the the brand is like out of business or something, or I don't know. Their website is down, but he has a little microwavable pouch inside of him, <laughs> so you can put him in the microwave and warm Aww. him up. These I just stole from my grocery store. Yay! These are not warm kins, but warmies. Warmies. If you smell uh. them, they're they're vaguely lavender scented. Um, vaguely lavender scented is right. And then you can also put these in the microwave, oh my like that's the name, and Aww. they're all weighted. And this one is supposed to be like a neck thing. So oh. if you need that like that neck pressure, like be my guest. Oh, I might. I'm gonna add the neck pressure, guys. Absolutely. Oh wow, wow. What what? I'm blessing you with my my yeah, children. Literally, some children in my lap right now. Yes. Like very child. Um, for context, yeah. So the monkey, killer. and then I have this small weighted reindeer, and the the. <laughs> Neck wrap. I don't know if this is a sheep, because like, oh, okay, take, okay, take a look for yeah, a second. Yeah, let's... The hooves, yeah, sheep. Ears there are, are hooves, sheep. guys. Yeah, not... ears are sheep. Like, yeah. I, the face isn't giving sheep; it's giving dog. Yeah. So maybe it's like a weird. Also, if you want to like adjust oh. the weight and push the beads down, like whatever. That's so nice. Yeah. This is a real exercise in imagination for the viewer. Yeah, right which yeah. is which is what Charlie's room like aims to provide. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what Charlie's room looks like, but you have an image in your mind right now yeah. of these these warm kins, these warm me's, this room. It's wow. I love the callback to the brands. Yeah, yeah. Sponsor where? Sponsor. Yeah, where? yeah, yeah. Literally, I think so. I think so. We need to. I need to get a sponsor before Soko Pod gets 
is fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, Soko, Soko Pod, um, sweating right now. Yeah. yeah, another sort of, uh, sort of, sort of in the socialist, I would say, perhaps, um, deep vibes, uh, sphere <laughs> of, of the UIUC community. I, like, hate the word vibes so yeah. much, but sometimes it truly is the only word applicable. Like, also the word low-key, like, I I, I started yeah. using the word low-key, like, ironically, and now I just say low-key, like, low-key true, or, like, low-key yeah. vibes, and it's, like, so, like, I don't know, I don't know if it's cringe, but sometimes it's just, like, the only thing to say. Yeah, it's, uh... Also, I cringe think, culture is mm, dead. Mm, cringe, mm. Being cringe is being free, like, yes, the yes. best way to be happy is by being cringe, and yes. I die on this fucking hill. Yes, 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 this goes, ugh. I have some quotes that I would like to read oh, later in this do. episode. Oh, please do, yes. But, but they're about, I think, they're about shame, which I think is, is rooted in cringe. Cringe and shame are very, very yes. connected. And I read a very interesting queer theory article. That's so funny. I just um, bookmarked, like, a, a little piece about shame mm, yesterday, which I, mm. I didn't have, like, the energy to read it. Yeah. So it's, like, in my, dis- I, I have, like, a Discord server just with myself to put stuff in. Yeah. Um, not my idea, by the way. I think mm-hmm. I stole it off Tumblr. Like, uh, oh. for, like... Literally, this is all like a Mitski shirt I want to buy, Aww. a meme I like that I want to. I want to turn this into so mel in the corner chief in that mall, <laughs> just like oh, so stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I saved a little piece about shame and I haven't read it, but maybe uh, I should have. Maybe this is a sign that I should read it now. I think I think shame is very fascinating, and I think that I think like I, I'm like trying to befriend my shame. I like and, that, and sort of sort of go on long walks with my shame. And, okay. And, uh, you know, become, become, uh, you know, a friend of shame, I guess, as I said. But, ooh, okay. So this article is called, Some Things Are Better Left Unsaid, The Dignity of Queer Shame, by a writer called um, Margaret Morrison, who I believe is from Canada. Wow. We love our Canadian. We love we love our Canadian l- listenership. Yes, Canadian listeners. If there's any any uh Canadian listeners, please write into Charlie, you know, yes. and uh and tell, tell me your tell favorite him, yeah. things about Canada. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I think like the Canadian listenership is is pretty important. Also, by the way, can we just like check really quick to make sure it's still recording? I'm yeah, sure yeah. I think I think it is. It is. It okay, is. It's, it's running. Fine. It's running. It's running. Okay, 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 okay. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm pulling it up. Um, I'm trying to find like a good one. Ooh, ooh, this, well, this is a really interesting quote. Um, Sedgwick, just some writer that's being cited here, um, also maintains that one could not rid oneself of shame, however one might try. For shame, she suggests, was not a discreet intrapsychic within psychic structure. Instead, it was kind, it was a kind of free radical that in different people and also in different cultures attaches to and permanently intensifies or alters the meaning of almost anything. A zone of the body, a sensory system, a prohibited or indeed a permitted behavior, another affect such as anger or arousal. Shame thus becomes integral to identity-forming processes, and anyone's character or personality is a record of the highly individual histories by which the fleeting emotion of shame has instituted far more durable structural changes in one's relational and interpretive strategies. I really think that's interesting. I don't really think about shame a lot. I think because I don't really... 
like either I don't experience it a lot or mm. I don't think I experience it a lot because I don't really think about it. Yeah. I find that like when I do experience shame, it's like in an academic setting because I have like late homework or I didn't do an assignment yeah. and then I'd have to tell the teacher that I'm mentally ill or that I just like didn't get around to it because I forgot or I just couldn't do it. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, this doesn't mean anything about you. I promise I love you in your class. No. I'm just like a bad student and I'm sorry. Like, I feel like that's what where most of my shame lies or like that's uh, when I notice it. Yeah. When you like, yeah, when it's like there's because I think shame, a lot of times I hear about shame and it's like it comes from other people. Like it comes from society. Like it's like we do live in a society after all. We, yeah, after, after all. Um, and it's like kind of like. You know, like, if you... And that's why I think it's really Where's interesting the, with queer... Sh- no, it's... The oh, voice memos. I the just, voice memos, it's going, it's going, it's, it's going, going, guys. Beautiful. Beautiful, 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 amazing swag money. Ugh. Well, shame. It's just... It's everywhere. And yeah. I think it comes from institutions, like churches, and perhaps synagogues, and from, like, academic institutions, and, like... Political institutions. Can you uh, say so. that one a little louder? Political institutions. Yeah. Yeah. We just had a fist bump for the listeners at home. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll eventually get a like a video aspect for this. Yeah, I think you know, it could little, be. Uh, okay, to, to set to set it up, there's a trans flag, there's a Hollow Knight poster, there's a, there's a Mitski poster, and there's a pup poster. I did have a Phoebe Bridges poster. It did get a little ruined, so I don't have her up. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. And that's... That's what's in the background right now. So if you want a little bit more imaginative space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell me more about shame. I definitely agree with you that it comes from like institutions like, um, I mean, also like prisons, right? Yeah. Like I'm sure there's a lot of shame that comes with like being in fucking prison because like that sucks. Yeah. Cause it's like literally meant to like ruin your life. If you yeah. get a felony, like it's like you fucked up, you are different category of person. And yeah. like, that's all what shame is. It's like what kind of a person you are. Like. Okay. If like, which I think the quote was like talk about that at the end. Yeah, like your identities, how you like relate to the world. Let's think about what the words that were used. Um, do, do, do. Yeah, like like your your relational strategies, how you relate to people, like what what maybe what you'll say, how you interpret things that you read or interpret events. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, identity forming processes, yeah. character, personality. And I think, like, that process is probably different from with, like, queer people, which I'm sure yeah. like, I go into because it's, like, being queer just, like, comes with a whole, like, bucket of shame that non-queer people don't ever experience. Real. No, I, I think that's why Wait, I'm interested. Wait, can I interested. pause really yeah. quickly? Well, okay, I have another, I have another big quote here. Please, please, please. Okay. Feel free to take a sip. Okay, so Eve Kosofsky Sedgwick, which was the Sedgwick quoted earlier associated queerness with structural forms of expression developing from shame, a political instrument that generated a place of identity, the question of identity at the origin of the impulse to the performative. So shame bringing out the performative, but did so without giving that identity space the standing of an essence. Now, I don't know what the fuck that means. But... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I was kind of following up until <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, but the next the next part is interesting. Uh, Sedgwick sees this queerness as intimately tied to shame as a motivator of creativity. And she thinks queerness refers to those whose sense of identity is tuned most durably to the note of shame. On the other hand, some lesbians and gays, she thinks, 
could never count as queer. While on wow. the other hand, other people vibrated to the chord of queer without having much same-sex eroticism or without routing their same-sex eroticism through the identity labels lesbian and gay. But, she writes, many of the performative identity vernaculars that seem most recognizably flushed, to use Henry James's word, I don't know, his word, uh, with shame consciousness, flushed with shame consciousness and shame creativity, do cluster intimately around lesbian and gay worldly spaces. Among these, she names butch abjection, femitude, leather, pride, SM, which is drag, sadomasochism, right? Um, Drag, musicality, fisting, attitude, zines. Yes! Histrionicism. Histrionicism. That could be like a good name for a baby girl. Yes. I I know so many histrionic baby girls. (laughs) Uh, Asceticism. Snap culture, which I don't know what that is. I don't either. I'd like to look into that. Yeah. Um, Diva worship. Mm, I know what that is. Mm. Um, Marina and the Diamonds. Yes. Uh, Florid religiosity. Me. Uh, In a (laughs) word, flaming. And activism. And activism. Shame, in some, motivates queer expressivism unique to lesbians and gays, but not to all of us. Not to all of us lesbian and gays. And that shame generates a space for identity connected to the sometimes over the top and apparently shameless performative. So we're seeing we're seeing these subcultures and we're seeing shame connected to performativity and also to, to, to only certain subgroups of of um, lesbian and gay people. And probably also this would extend to trans people. OK, I have three things right off the bat to yes. say about this. One, um. I, my my knee jerk reaction to especially the beginning, I don't like making sh- like shame inherent to queerness or other way around mm. like queerness being inherent in shame because when I think about queerness I like to think of joy especially yeah. like transness like there's a lot of focus on dysphoria when it comes to yeah. being trans when it's like we should focus on the euphoria and it's like probably most trans people experience dysphoria but it's like. Why does that have to be the marker? Yeah. Why does a negative experience have to be the marker of my identity? Why, yeah. why can't it be a positive experience? Like, I feel positive, obviously, when I receive gender euphoria, and, like, that's what drives my transness, not mm. necessarily the dysphoria. Um, but, on the other hand, like, what when they were saying um, shame, uh, shame consciousness and shame creativity do cluster intimately around lesbian and gay worldly spaces, it makes sense because, like, also, queer community is about, like, relatability. Mm. And, like, we all can relate to shame yeah. and shame within our queerness. And so I think that uh, connecting shame to queerness can be really powerful because you're able to um, share those experiences with other queer people. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, your your bad coming out stories or, uh, you know, your struggle with religion, um, like, religious guilt or anything like that. And then my third thing, which I did forget... Oh, I remember. Okay, yeah. so actually, so I took a sexualities class last semester Ooh. with prof- Professor Ghassan Musawi, great professor, um, and something interested that interesting that he noted was, like, there's a lot of gay and lesbian spaces or safe spaces or LGBT mm. spaces, but they're not queer spaces. Yeah. I initially, because when I initially read, like, there's a lot of uh, queer people who don't identify, there was, like, how did they say it? But Yeah, and they, they did say the opposite. Yeah, at the beginning. Too. 
Okay, well, it was in there somewhere. Yeah, basically they said that some lesbians and gays aren't, aren't queer. queer. Yes. Yeah. And, like, I remember, like, I, I, like, turned to you and I, like, raised my eyebrow for a second. But it actually makes sense. Because, like, I think queerness is, like, especially the word, the history of the word queer. I love mm-hmm. it. Like, because it means strange. It's, it's like, an yeah. insult, right? Like, oh, how queer. Yeah. But I fucking love that. Because queer people are weird. Yeah. And that's, like, trans, transness is weird. And that's yeah. what I fucking love about it. And, like, queerness is inherently, like, weird, and that's, a lot of, like, like, sanitized, like, gay, lesbian spaces don't have that. It's, like, um, that, I don't, there's, like, a movie with Harry Styles where he's, like, has gay sex or something. Oh, My Policeman or whatever. I I don't fucking know. I don't give a shit about Harry Styles. But, like, (laughs) um, he was talking about how, like, we need more, like, soft, gay, like, representation or whatever, like, tenderness, and it's, like, why? Why does it have to be palatable to you? Yeah. Why can't it be, like, rough? fucking gay sex like why can't it be like kinky why can't it be any of this like it's because gay people need to be palatable to straight people and to people who think that gayness is like deviant because obviously the kinkier it gets or like the rougher it gets or like the weirder the sex gets the more like deviant it is the more yeah it, like gets outside of religion and like like that sanitized like content that we want for children right yeah. because we can't have children being exposed to gay people because oh it's so sexual you yeah. know it's so inherently sexual like so, Folsom street pride or, or whatever that, that thing do you ever see that like no. where it's like the well it's pretty you're gonna see a bunch of kink shit Fuck um yeah and it's yeah it's it's like leather and you know maybe even like yeah like yeah. like we're looking at a bunch Which of gay, like, this gay is leather not something you know, that guys. i think children should go to no but there are pride parades like, I've been to pride parades where yeah. children are at, and it's completely safe, and it's beautiful. I love seeing children at pride parades. This, maybe not. I don't know, depending on, like, the parents, but, like, this shit rocks. Like... No, it looks... They look hot. They yeah. look like they're having fun. They look I'm great. I'm having fun. Looking yeah, at them. literally. These are really slay outfits. For, uh, for reference, we're looking at... For 18 at... plus, you know, right? Or, yeah, for older yeah. for older folks, it's it's better. Like, it's 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 better that, that they have this other space to go to. Oh, I love And there's two this. spaces, right? Like, yeah. Um, the, uh, we're looking at Folsom Street Pride images on, on Google, so if you just yeah. want to type that in. Yeah, in Folsom Street Fair, I, I Fair, think is yeah. what it, I, I misspoke, but yeah. Um, yeah, I love the Will Toledo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, Will Toledo, little, yeah, there's some furry, there's some pupness going on, yeah. and, you know, I think that that's great, like, I'm, I'm like, not, I'm definitely not vanilla in, like, you know, and I think that that's yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Like, I think that like vanillaness is pretty boring, to be honest. And Which, I used by the to way, be super ashamed that I was not vanilla. Yeah, but I think it's like, ugh, who cares? You know, exactly. This is reminds me of the conversation. I think the first night I met you I was at Aaron's. Yeah, it was Aaron, the Aaron's YDSA social. We were talking about like kinks. Yeah, because I was saying like. I don't get... There's a lot of kinks I don't get. I don't get puppy play. Yeah. I don't get, like, piss kinks. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, like, if you do that shit, that fucking rocks. Yeah. Because you are, like... You are uh, pushing the boundaries. You are being weird. You're being deviant. You're being queer. And that's what's amazing. Like, queer sex is just, like, unparalleled. And, like, yeah. weird queer sex, that's the shit, man. Yeah. Like, that's what we're put on earth for. What do you think Romans, like, in Greece were doing in the early days? They were having orgies, and they were having weird sex, and they yeah. were fucking reading philosophy. Like... At the end of the day, that's what, like, we as humans were meant to do. And, like, fucking just, like, eat grapes and shit. Yeah. Except without the pedophilia and the slavery, but... Yeah. Yeah. Real. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, that's... No, I think, like... Like, let, let me tell... Can I can I get not safe for work? Please, on the, yes. Yeah, like, I had this great experience this summer. It was, uh... 
I went to church with this one trans girl, and like, yeah, I'd never met her before. Like, okay. we we're both Catholic, so another friend, like, acquaintance of mine, friend of hers, like, introduced us and was like, "You guys gotta hang out or something." So we went to church. And then, I love how that's like the hangout spot. Yeah, that's the hangout spot. You know, we were getting our Sunday people. obligation going, yeah. get the Eucharist in us, and then mm. we were, um, yeah, we were coming home, like went or not coming. We went to like a little cafe and like mm. chit chat, chit chat, yeah. and like eventually, um, yeah, like one thing led to another. Yeah, I was like saying really mean shit to her and uh, getting her to come. Uh, okay. While she um, jacked off, and I thought it was really beautiful, like, yeah. you know, because <laughs> we had tried to have, like, normal sex, and it didn't work, yeah. but that's what got her to come, yeah. and, you know, and I just thought that was great, like, just, like, basically being transphobic to her, <laughs> okay. um, yeah, and then, like, a little bit S&M, and it was really great, like, uh, and I felt great, because I made her come, and it was, yeah. you know, it was awesome, and... Yeah, just just two uh, two T girls. Yeah. yeah, just 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 figuring it out. And I thought that was pretty that, funny. No, that is funny. <laughs> I like okay. I've never like really done like what's it called like degradation. Yeah, like, I've never really done that. I and I I at first I thought it was like I didn't I didn't think positively of it because I thought it was like a like a you don't have self worth so I, I I don't I'm, I've never been in that space. But someone was trying to describe it to me. Um, also, I'm not sure how that, like, clicking sound is going. Oh, sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm making a little... No, yeah, okay. let me put that one... I'm just, like, overly aware of, like, No, sounds. you're right. Um, if you want something to fidget with, um... Damn it. No, Actually, I'll just, I'll okay. just, like, play, dance. Play with your friends. Yeah. Aw, I'll play with these little, My little warmies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or if you want to dance, please, Aww. please dance. Um, fuck, what was I talking about? Oh, someone was trying <laughs> to explain to me, it's like, you're in a space where you can trust... You like trust the partner, your sexual partner, yeah. That like they don't actually <laughs> think that about you, or they don't actually like, like hate you, or like whatever. And like, so it's like a safe, like you're putting all this trust and vulnerability, like in yourself and like the, your sexual partner mm-hmm. or partners to like be in that space. And like, I think like, um, I've I've definitely like had sex where it's like I wouldn't want to be called something like yeah. outside of that space. But but since it's like you're sharing that between two people and you're like you trust that person you know that that person doesn't actually like see you as below below them oh or anything yeah like that. it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like you there's like a there's like an aspect that like it that turns you on about it or that like makes you feel good because you know that you're you can like put your trust in this person i don't know if that makes sense no absolutely no absolutely and it's like in this case you know we were you know we're not in the cafe, by the way. Also, um, I think... Uh, okay, that's Yeah, what, yeah, we were at my apartment. You might have skipped uh, but, a step. Yeah, I, I did skip a step, but... Because um, when you said... We also talked, uh, you know, about critical theory a lot, too, so that was an important step <laughs> in building intimacy. Because you started intimacy. saying, like, I... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you were like, and then I started being mean to her, and in my head, you both were still at the cafe. No, yeah. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I think the fact that you're both Catholic and you went to church together before this, like, before your sex... Probably played a lot into like what made the sex what it was. I don't know yeah, if that makes sense. Maybe, maybe it was. Because like I think like queer people who grew up really religious or like have a complicated um, relationship with religion have like weird sexual things. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's I, think that's theory, right. like, I think that's right. I think that's right. I think that's right. Because it's like the conformity, and then like you finally having the freedom to do what you want, and then you're just like the weirdest fuck, you know? No, but I love weirdest fuck sex. No, like, absolutely. I have like an undisclosed like. <laughs> 
like sexual partner who like likes the smell of my bo. Oh, and, like, nice. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily gross. I um, mean, anything that like turns this person on, like turns me on, because like they're turned on. Yeah. But it's just like what. And I kind of get it, though, because, like, smell is, like, really important to sex. You know what I mean? Oh, abs- like, no, absolutely. That's when, my number one criteria for, like, attraction, okay. I think. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. When, uh, me and my ex both used to work at the same store, and yeah, when like... we first broke up, like, okay, so we would, like, hook up, like, in my car, like, on his break, and his hands would smell like the soap from, like, my mm. store. So when I would go to work and wash my hands, like, in the bathroom, I would be like, oh, my God, like, it reminds me of him, because it's, like, his fucking, like, he smelled like the soap. Yeah. And now I smell like the soap. And did like, smell is, like, the most, uh, what, there's, like, that's, like, a scientific fact, right? Like, yeah. smell, like, is the, I can't put, think of the words for it right now, is, like, the most tied to memory, I think, is oh, what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and it, obviously that makes sense, like, yeah. 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 We need more smell play in the world. You that's know? real as fuck. No, yeah, I haven't yeah. actually Where, Where's the olfactory, you know? Oh, for yeah. a second I thought you said the old factory, and I was like, what are you talking about? But the old factory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y- your nose could be like, that's my old factory, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's the old factory. <laughs> yeah, it's the old factory. No, I've been actually needing a cologne. I I got, okay, I'm not going to talk about this because it's not sponsored, but. Yeah, um, an undisclosed this, An undisclosed cologne. brand. Um, well, this actually isn't a cologne, it's like a perfume, because on the quiz thing, I did like male and female. Ooh. Um, since. But I ran out of all my cologne because I used it most, so now I'm, like, left with my perfume. So I, I am I am in need of a good cologne. Listeners, if anyone has a good cheap cologne or an expensive one that's perhaps easy to borrow from a store, as in, ah, yes. you know, completely legal activities here, Yes. Um, please please drop in the... Well, there, there won't be any commenting on Spotify. Just, if you know me, text me. If you don't know me, let's keep it that way for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's... Until I get famous. Yeah. Like, the first thing I'm gonna do when I get famous is sell a lighter like with my tits on it. Yeah. Like, with my nudes. Real. So you guys, you gotta blow, you know, you blow blow up this podcast and you'll get that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like first 100 listeners, first 50. Ooh. You know. Ooh. I was thinking, you know, higher numbers, but. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. For for the lighter thing. For the lighter. Like 50 is. I would be really happy if the first like three episodes of my podcast got 50 listeners. That that'd be insane. But for yeah, like the tits no, lighter, hard, yeah. we'd have to we'd have to get a little higher for that. Yeah, yeah, two different things. Yeah, two different things. Yeah. Um, okay. Did you listen to the Soko Pod episode with Chila? Um. Yes, I did. Yes. The one about and and uh, like, like shit, like fucking furries. Like yeah. I, I um, I, I definitely I had, had a little, I had a little furry phobia. I think, and I, yeah. I, I was really held to task, like. Like, they were talking about furries, and I was really like, shoot, I do judge furries, and I definitely do judge, like, autistic people, and, like, I can do a lot better with that, and, like, it was really interesting that they mentioned that connection between, like, neurodivergency and kink and, like, furriness, and I I think that that's so real and so interesting. I, yeah, I agree a lot. I think, um... Furries are kind of grouped in... Okay, so when I was in middle school, I was a big, like, Leafy is here fan. What is that? You don't know Leafy? What's oh, Leafy? Oh, girl. Uh, how do I even... Dude. Okay, Leafy, Leafy. Leafy was... I know everyone... Uh, everyone is listening to this is like, Amelia doesn't know Leafy. Yeah. Leafy uh, was a YouTuber. He was, like, a very... Um, he he and I would also say, like, Pyros... Do you know Pyrocynical? Who's that? Okay, never mind. Okay, so these were YouTubers when I was in middle school, so, like... Yeah. 
God, when was I in fucking middle school? How old am I? I'm 19, so like seven years ago, perhaps. Okay. These were big YouTubers, and they kind of created like the MLG culture, like um, and like that is. oh my God, um, I love you. Okay, um, like they kind of set the stage for like the SJW cringe compilations. Oh okay? no. So. Leafy was a big bully. He, a bully. Um, he, he targeted kids, which is just shitty. Oh, it's like ah, this is don't bully like kids. a like a cartoon kind of villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, villain. I guess it can be an afterward. I've never thought of him as a villain, but I think okay, yeah. okay. Um, but he he would just like I don't want to villain. He he was he would be like oh the fucking the the blue haired feminist. Oh, so very in, intelligent. Like, yeah. Um. So I'm I'm doing such a bad job of explaining this. I'm hoping my listeners know what I'm talking about. Um. But basically, like, YouTubers who were, like, right-wing and promoted that ideology yeah, through, like, no, yeah. through, like, making fun of furries, making fun of trans women, yeah. uh, making fun of, you know, feminists, mm. making fun of people who care about black lives, things like this, right? Yeah. So just, like, very right-wing. But it wasn't seen as political. It was just seen as humor. So it was, like, it was a really easy way for kids, because I was a kid, I was in middle yeah. school, and I loved this type of content. Like, okay, you have to know iDubs. No. I don't know. Do this. you know Filthy Frank? Uh, Filthy Frank Pink, is, 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 uh, Joji. Now, is now Joji. Yeah. Okay, have you ever seen a Filthy Frank video? No. God, okay. You, that is so interesting to me. Because, like... I'm pure. You are pure. You you go to church. Like, yeah. Or maybe not anymore. But, like, because these YouTubers were, like, such a big part of, like, who I was in middle school. Because yeah. when, you, when you're in middle school, you have no identity. So you, like, attach it to things that you like. Yeah. Which isn't inherently wrong, but it's, like... I, I, my sense of personality was, like, quoting Leafy and iDubs and, like, so, iDubs, um, for context, his, like, thing was saying yeah. N-word faggot as a white straight oh, person. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, obviously, his audience would say N-word faggot because that's his fucking thing. Yeah. And his audience were mainly straight, cis-head, white boys. Okay? Yeah. Um, and that was funny because that it was edgy. It was... You're not um, supposed to say exactly. That. Yeah, it was taboo. Saying slurs is so funny. Leafy yeah. also was a huge R slur person. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what was I talking? Why was it? Oh, these these YouTubers and I could and there's definitely others um out there. They were huge on like making fun of furries, mm. and I think that type of edgy humor or like needing to feel like you need to make fun of something that you don't really get or like is weird. Um, furries like stayed because like the. The things they would make fun of are, like, women, mm-hmm. which isn't cool, right? Or, like, minorities, not cool. Kids, not cool. But furries, well, it's acceptable to make fun of furries because they're weird, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of, like, the the making fun of culture from though that era of YouTubers, if anything stayed in terms of, like, what was cringe, it would be furries. So I think my, a lot of my um, experience with, like, like, furry culture was from the opposite end of people making fun of them. Now, I, I I love furries, like, as long as you're not, like, a zoophile, right? As long as you don't want to fuck animals yeah, or like you don't fuck animals. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I have a few furry friends, um, like, I, yeah, so some of my, my closest friends I, I met on Tumblr in, like, sixth grade. Aww. I actually met with, met with them in real life, um, in, in, eighth, in eighth grade, but they're, like, they're, like, semi-furry. They'll draw, like, furry art and have, like, OCs and stuff. It's not, yeah. like, they're not super in a community, but, like, I have a friend who, like, went to, like, a fur fursona con like yeah. a few weeks ago it's cool like like fur fursuits are really hard to make yeah that shit like costs like five thousand dollars like really it, it can it can range but like the work put into fursuits is insane and like wow. i applaud anyone who can like make a fursuit that's really um, wow yeah. that's gosh the artistry like the craftsmanship yeah yeah but no i think furries are really good actually who was i 
I think Curtis Connor. Do you know Curtis Connor? Curtis Connor. Um, I think so. Here, I'll you. You'll recognize his face. I, yeah, he's sure got he a just... he's got a funny face. You know, he's uh. I he, I get so yeah. much gender envy from Curtis Connor. He looks hot. Yeah, yeah, he is hot. Look, dude, I love the mullet mustache. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like so. Trans- he's got a little bit of t yeah t boy swag. He has so much t boy swag. Yeah. Um, but he made a video. I did watch this by the way, just on someone else's account. Um, he talked about like why do we think furries are cringe and like is yeah. it really ethical to do that? Yeah. Um, so I think that's like a big topic now, and it's cool that like so Mil Nico and Sheila talked about it. Yeah. And, um, I think like we need to like move forward in our. In our furry, you know, accepting yeah. oh, because yeah. like I'm no like and here's like and a great thing about this art. So I, I fucking interrupted you. No, no, I was done. I was oh, done. Swag. Like, like there was a there was a great like art. I I don't have the quote, but like this article is very much like the big ethos of queerness is you're not fucking better than anybody. Okay. And anybody that you think that you're better than, you can actually learn a lot from. That and, is so fucking yeah. real. Yes, I I try to I try to. That's a mindset that I like, realize that I want to have, like, recently, yeah. especially, so, like, my first, I'm a sophomore in college, my freshman year of college, um, I was really depressed, and I didn't go anywhere, I stayed uh, in my room, I didn't make any friends, I didn't do anything, so now, I feel like I'm experiencing, like, my freshman year, like, yeah. now I'm going out, I'm meeting people, I'm going yeah. to parties, I'm doing stuff, and there's just so many cool people, yeah. like, everyone I meet is the most beautiful person in the entire mm. world, yeah, like, real. it's, and there's so many things I can learn from everyone, it's just so amazing, like, um, someone tweeted, I think, oh, fuck, I don't remember who tweeted this, it was Nina, or Ava, I think it was Ava. Yeah. She tweeted like, "I love like just just by having conversation with my friends. Like they're so intelligent. Like I just learned so much just by talking to them." And I'm like, "You're so right." Because like, it doesn't even have to be specified knowledge like molecular biology. Like it's cool if you know that. And like I don't know shit about my molecular biology, but stuff like stuff like this. Like I would not have read this article about shame and like learned Aww. like learned about this quote <laughs> if you didn't bring it. And like I'm so glad you brought this and like we're having this conversation. Yeah. No, I'm glad we're having this conversation too. Like, yeah. I think friendship is so beautiful. Exactly. Friendship is magic, baby. It's really, it's really like, and I've also like, I've heard a lot of interesting discourse around like, um, friendship vis-a-vis like queerness. It was, I don't know if I heard this on like Drag Race or something or like on some podcast or maybe like some old gay man told me this at some point, but... I need to talk to... That's something. I need to talk to more old queer people. Old... I I had a great conversation. Lat... Let's talk about it after. So real. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, host. Um, Of course. uh, Yeah, no, no. Do my hostly duties. Yeah, but but I guess... anyway, Anyway, the quote was something to the degree of, like, when you're gay, when you're queer, there is, um... Maybe this sense of, like, you're not as likely to get married. Many queer people do get married often, especially, I think, in, in gay male culture. There, There is, like, a celebration that is beautiful of, like, you know, of sexuality that doesn't necessarily need to be tied to a long-term relationship, right? In the way that, like, um, like heterosexual marriages. Yeah. I think that, like, it's... It's, yeah, one, like, that sleeping with your friends type of thing, but then it's also, like, maybe it's the friends that you're going to rely on more than the people you date or the people that you um, get into relationships with or have sex with. Like, say my parents, I know, do not really... They do have strong friendships and, like, like a little bit, but I think, like, way less than... Are your parents a, a cishet couple? They are a cishet couple, and I think that I would like to have much stronger friendships when I'm older. That's so real. I, okay, 
This is like crazy. I, when I was a kid, I didn't think that adults had friends. Yeah. Because my parents just don't really have friends. Yeah. It's really sad. Granted, like, there's a lot of things that go into that. Like, the fact that my mom works all the time and she yeah. definitely needs therapy and, like, all this stuff. But, like, I genuinely thought that having friends was only something that young people had. Yeah. Because my parents just, like, didn't have friends. And, like, I I think you're right. And Or, actually, keep talking. I want to hear what you have to say about this. Because, like, um, about, like, queer people and, like, friendship and, like, how it's different. Yeah, no, and I, I totally relate to that. Because, yeah. like, that's how my, like, my dad has only, like, recently, like, had, like, friends that he's hanging out with regularly. Yeah. And, like, um... He had that when he was younger, but he lost it when he got married, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, like, gradually or maybe all at once. I don't know exactly. But then, my yeah, my mom has friends, you know, but, like, doesn't seem, like, all that much. And I think there is that sense of, like, um, and this is what this person was saying. Um, and I, it was uh, somebody from Drag Race. Okay. Who, um, his name is Dave and he was with Day uh, Jinx Monsoon and I heard this on a podcast, um, podcasting. Um, we but, love podcasting. Yeah, this old gay man, he said something to the degree of like, yeah, like, you will not like, as a queer, like, like, I he didn't say it so explicitly. I don't want to butcher, that's why I'm like adding all these addendums. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to butcher what he's saying, but, um, he, he said like, queer people basically... Um, need to rely on their friends more than straight people. And I just thought that was cool. No. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I think that's true. I was going to say, like, a lot of straight people in this generalization, but I don't give a fuck about making generalizations about straight people yeah. because they're, like, the, they have the power, right? They're not the minority. Sure. Um, like, a lot of straight people will give up their friends for their, their partner. Yeah. Or will, exactly. like... That's, that's, I guess, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking of, like, a girl who likes a boy, and then, like, she always chooses to hang out with the boy or, like, mm, her boyfriend or whatever mm. over her friends, and then, like, she loses her friends because she's not spending time with them or not listening to their advice or whatever, because it's like, oh, well, and there's also this expectation in society that you need to have a partner, right? Yeah. If you don't, if you're not romantically involved with someone, then you're useless, you're worthless, you're lonely, you're whatever, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen The Lobster? I haven't. Oh, my God. That's what this movie is about. It's so funny. I, I was talking to someone about The Lobster. It might have been so mill. It's by Lars von Trier, I believe, is Ooh. the director. It has John C. Riley. Oh, that's not the director. I'm sorry. It has John C. Riley in it, which is really funny because uh. um, he doesn't, like, ever... Wait, is that John... Yeah. yeah. Um. He he's in like comedy movies, and this yeah. is a comedy, but it's a dark comedy. I yeah. I don't. I you might like this movie. I don't know. I, I love John C. Riley. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have like, like a crush on John. I, C. Okay, Riley. that's so cute. That's so valid. I don't know if this is a movie like you, movie you'd want to watch yeah. just because you like John C. Riley. I would. But okay, okay. Insanely watchable. Okay, for sure, for sure. I didn't like it at first. It's yeah. definitely an acquired taste. It's like wine. I don't like wine, mm. but like, I don't know. Like, this movie is, like, a very, like, if you, like, want... Okay, remember, I'm not... My, the, metaphor, <laughs> the metaphor has been lost. Okay, fine. But, one. like, um, I didn't like this movie at first, but the more I watch, like, the more it goes on, the more you realize how fucking funny it is in such a weird, dark, strange way. Like, this movie will make you laugh out loud, and it's not... Yeah. It doesn't seem like a movie that would do that, because it's dark. It's yeah. very dark. Um, But basically, the movie is about, like, uh... You have to find a romantic partner in a certain amount of time, and if you don't, you'll get turned into an animal. Ooh. And so the main the main character he chooses a lobster to be turned into. That's why it's called the lobster. Furries anyway, love this one. Furries do love this one. Um, no, but uh, it's it's a basically commentary on like society's 
society's yeah. like pressure of like of of finding a partner. Um, so I won't go into it too much. If you're interested, watch it. I would definitely. I like even if you don't like the movie at the end, I think like you won't be mad that you watched it. Yeah. So like I would recommend watch Ooh, Lobster. The Lobster. Um, so. Yeah. Well, what did, why did I bring this up? Oh, society's part. Okay, straight people. Yeah. Um, like queer people need to rely on their friends, or like do rely on their friends more than straight people. Also, I think like with straight people, there's like this expectation of like, oh, don't talk to other girls, don't talk to other boys, yeah. right? This this English teacher I was talking about, um, I had in my sophomore year, and he opened up the discussion of like, can guys and girls really be friends? <gasps> and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> that's so dumb. Like, as a queer person, like, it's so like. What about bi people? Bi people will never have friends with anyone because yeah, they're attracted to both. So they're attracted to everyone or they're attracted to all genders, right? So yeah. it's like, you're telling me bi people can never have friends? Like, yeah. that's so fucking ridiculous. And I've it's seen like, it. You're telling me, yeah, <laughs> like, um, you're telling me that, like, just because I'm dating a, a, someone who's, like, a man, I can't have friends who are also men? That's leaving out, like, an entire demographic yeah. of people. Like, are you kidding me? That's so ridiculous. Um, and I think with, like, straight people, there's that. I feel like a lot of straight relationships are very toxic, right? Because it's like, yeah. don't talk to other girls, don't do this and that. Hmm. Yeah, but that's just my two cents. Keep going. I'm, I'm okay. curious on this topic. Uh, I feel like, I mean, I feel like uh, that's all that really came to mind. Okay. Um, but if you have, like, questions, like, I'd be happy to answer them. Hmm, okay. What do you think... Hmm. Doesn't have to be super profound, just, like... Super profound. I can, I can make it profound. Just ask me whatever. Ask me... Actually, don't ask me my favorite color. I don't know what my favorite color is. Okay. It changes all the time. What's it right now? Okay, I really like yellow right now. And I might be biased because I'm, like, looking at you wearing... Aww. You are such, like, a yellow person. I love it so I much. like yellow. Yes, I know you do. You wear so much <laughs> yellow, and I love it. I think it's so cute and so you. Yeah. Um, and I I really like this lavender color, this lavender of my bed sheets. Aw, this is um, a really nice color. Thank you. It does remind me of my past, though, because this was, like, my favorite color. So it reminds oh, me of, like, high school, I guess, and, like, that my ex. Um, which also, like, rabbits remind me of. Which is, like, really sad because I love rabbits. Rabbits are so cute. I know. I love rabbits. I know. And rabbits used to be my thing, and I really wanted yeah. a rabbit tattoo. But, like, I shared that with my ex, and now, like, it's just not the same. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, rabbits were, like, my favorite animal. They were my thing. Everyone always sent me rabbit stuff, and they still do. Aww. Like, my friends from high school, if they see, like, rabbit content, they will send it to me, which I think yeah. is very sweet, and I love it all the time. Um, but I feel like I need... Like a new animal uh, to capture Aww. my personality. Monkeys have definitely. Monkeys are pretty, are pretty cute little. little yes, guys I love a, a gay little ass monkey. Um, <laughs> they are little gay. They yeah. are. They are very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was such a monkey kid. I had a huge monkey face as a kid. Monkeys. In third grade, I had a pink monkey roller backpack. Um, yes, it was so cunt. It was so yeah, literally cunt. Yeah, I I was a huge monkey kid. Um, so I think monkeys will like stick with me through the rest of my life just because it was so ingrained in my childhood and like also like monkey. Oh, um, monkey! Hello, monkey. I do love a good rat. Yeah. I do love a good bat. A rat, um, a bat. Yeah, and a, a cat. cat. <laughs> I am a good. <laughs> Did you like hit my weed without me looking? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or did you hit your weed without me? Um, I don't have weed, and I don't want weed because I'm I'm on a. I, I, I saw um. An Are you sober right now? Yeah. Oh my god. I I, I did uh, watch an Instagram reel today. That that will do it. Yeah, and it said, you know what? Oh, Charlie, putting on my glasses. Oh my okay. god, girl, you. I'm a little blind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They're so old. Those glasses. Um, they're like four <laughs> years old. Damn. They're, they're they're elderly, but um. This, this, uh... Why do I kind of look hot? No. Like, I kind of look like a librarian in, like, no, a sexy little, way. No, they're a little cunt, these glasses. Yeah. No, they're they're great. They have the tortoise shell. Ooh. 
Um, Little but, pre or mid podcast selfie. Yeah, right, right, right. But like, um, anyhow, like. What is happening? <laughs> what was I talking about? <laughs> Are you sure you're sober? No, no, no. Okay, yeah, the Instagram reel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the Instagram reel was like, um, <laughs> it was talking about like. And it was, like, it was one of those where, like, did you ever hear, like, the Instagram reels or, like, the TikToks, and it's, like, there's, like, music playing in the back, and like, because it's, like, really deep. Okay. And I think... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, kind of spiritual, even. And, uh, he said that, um, like, yeah, yeah. And, like, he said that, like, maybe the reason that you're not having such a good time with weed, weed, with weed recently is because you're at a higher vibrational frequency now. And what does it mean? This is, he elaborated. He said, maybe, also, maybe you were, maybe you were down here and he put his hands like maybe by his dick or something okay. down. Maybe you were down here. And then I mean, we got to my hand by my dick. It would probably yeah, be up here. But yeah. Like, no, yeah. Cause Charlie got a huge penis. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you were like, yeah, yeah, maybe you were, like, down here by your dick, but then weed got you, like, up by your chest. Okay. But now, you're, like, way, like, way above your head, and weed still gets you to your chest, so you, you're not going up, you're going down. That's and do you feel said. like you're experiencing that? Um, only, like, semi-sarcastically. I just, okay. like, have a deep suspicion of weed, okay. because I have, like, uh, gone overboard with it and saw that there's nothing there. Like, like that's by so itself. scary. You know what I mean? It's like I've, okay, because I've never really gone overboard yeah. with weed. I, I mean, I've definitely like dissociated. Yeah. Um, yeah. with weed, but I've never like greened out or like gone. I've never like, ha- I've never thought, oh my god, I smoked way too much or I had way too much weed. That's never happened to me. No, that's not even what I meant. I meant like chronic, like more of like chronically, okay. like okay. like sure. overdoing it, like like just smoking weed every day for a long period of time. Yeah. Just I see got, what you mean then when you, when you say like there's nothing yeah, there. Yeah, like, it's just like you expect like almost something to happen or to like influence you or to heal you or to help you or, or something and then it's kind of like, oh, there's like this sick twist where there's nothing there. It's like, Ooh, it's, there's nothing that, there. Like, that's like giving me chills. Like, yeah, oh no, God. it should. Like, because it's very hyped up and I, I think that yeah. like, I, I just, yeah, like I, I know it's like pretty dare of me to say but i do think that like no i think that's a really substances are like cool and stuff and i have them sometimes but i i do think that like they're they're not like they're they're they're, like like you shouldn't take them seriously like it's kind of like like um like like you should smoke the joint you should say you aren't shit, fucker. Fuck you. And then you should, like, spit on it. Ooh. And then you should like say, what? you're a little bad, naughty bitch. You Ooh. fucking suck, joint. Ooh. And you should say, you're not, you're not fucking anything, man. <sighs> That's what you should say every time you smoke weed. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll actually have to write that down. Yeah, you should. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's actually really interesting... Uh, I was talking to someone who... I, I, I went to, like, this gay house party. Yay. Um, and I met someone who... They have, like, I don't know the exact term. It's, like, um, post-psychedelic, uh, psych- like, uh, traumatic, psychotic something disorder. Yeah. It's, like, if you use a lot of, like, psychedelics in a short period of time, like, you get, like, this traumatic PTSD Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So they were talking, and I was, like, I've never done psychedelics. Like, what's it like? What what advice would you have for me? Like, ask someone who's done it a lot. And they were, like, one thing, if, if you take anything out of this, no, like, you have to know its power, and you have to respect it. Yeah, that's so real. Because it will control you. 
So you have to go with the flow. Mm. And I was telling, I was telling them, I was like, that's actually really good advice because I feel like with weed, like I've smoked enough now to where like I know what it's like to be high and like I, I'm in control of myself. Yeah. Um, that's what, I didn't like smoking at first because like I never felt in control of myself and it was very scary. But now that I've like smoked enough, like I, I'm very in control of myself when I'm high and that's why it's like a still enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um, and like I, if I need to sober up, I can like whatever, like I'm talking to like my parents or like yeah. if I'm like, we're lost in the fucking city and I need to like be the, I'm the, so, like the one who's the least fucked up and like needs, I need to navigate our, our way out of this. Um, yeah. like I feel like I usually take on that role. Like if everyone's like hot or I don't, not usually, but I have. Um, but, like, so, it, it was interesting that they were telling me this about, like, psychedelics, because it's, like, you can't control the psychedelic, like, it will, yeah. it has power over you, so you just have to go with the flow, like. Yeah, you have to submit to it. Yeah. Like, a bottom. You do, you, you have do. to be, you have to bottom to the psychedelic. Yeah. And it's, it's a vulnerable experience, but, you know, it might I mean, bottoming ultimate, is a vulnerable experience. Yeah, it might ultimately be, you know, um, cool, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Generative, um, even. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I've never done psychedelics. Yeah, I can't, and you shouldn't. But, because okay. it sounds like it would go Yeah, be badly. a really bad time. <laughs> yeah. But again, maybe when I'm 30. Yeah, when you're 30. Which will be fine because all my neural pathways will be have been developed by yeah, my frontal lobe. Yeah, that's so real. My frontal lobe is still developing. Like, yeah. that's so crazy. Mine's been going the How old are opposite. You? It's been rotting. It's um, rotting. Yeah, uh, 21. Okay. Okay, I'm still 19, so I'm still a little bit baby. Yeah, I'm like ancient about to yeah die. you're like probably one of those people i've ever met yeah I'm, so. I'm about to die guys and i think which is really sad and i think all give me money yeah so um amelia's funeral pull up um, yeah yeah give me money <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me money which, i'm about to die which, guys. give me what, money what are you gonna do with since you're <laughs> died <or> dying <laughs> i'm taking it with me you're, okay okay what do you do you think there's anything after death i don't know do you do you care to, like do you care to think about it all the time? Okay. Yeah, like I I'm like obsessed with demons and like the devil. Uh, That's so trans of you. Yeah. Fuck no, yeah. I think I. I that's think a, I, my tattoos for for listeners who yeah. don't know. I have a baby angel like a cherub oh, on one arm. That's pretty cute. A little Thank baby you. angel. Whoa, whoa, devil on the other. I love <laughs> I love the we're peeking here, man. We're peek. We're going over the turn down your headset, kid. Um, yes, I love the angel devil. Is that the demon, like, like coming out of you? Oh, what do you mean? Like that sound. What sound? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, no, I think I, like, have OCD. But, okay. like, I, because I, like, know that, like, like a demon will, um, I think there's probably about a, let's, let's just say, you know, for, for the sake, right? Probably about a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance that a a demon is not going to visit me or okay. a ghost. I wasn't sure right? necessarily where you're going. With yeah, that. yeah, yeah, pretty high likelihood yeah. that uh that a, that a demon is not gonna gonna come visit me. But I feel physiological fear about it a lot. Do you think it has to do with religion? Maybe, but I also feel this about like ghosts and like the occult and okay. things like that. What is the occult? Like um like Wiccan stuff. And, okay. Like, do you not like Wiccan stuff? I don't dislike it, but I'm I'm like literally like have like a like a pathological fear of it for okay. some reason. Oh, shit. And like I when like I watched a horror movie like called The Witch or not The Witch. I I actually want to see that one. The one with like The Witch. Like oh yeah that one? yeah I want to see else? it, but this was called The Blair Witch Project. Oh okay. And like it actually made me scared like a child. How old, <laughs> like, were, you, how old were you when you watched it? Like, like just recently. Like <laughs> like three weeks, two weeks ago. Okay. And like it's very funny because like it's it's like Loki and Bear scene. 
but it's like, not embarrassing. I like literally get afraid of like demons, and I like I draw like whenever I'm anxious, I'll like draw like scary stuff. Because, so you like, like all the kids in the horror movies who like scare, see demons me. and their parents don't believe them because they're like seven. Uh, I like am that like. Like, core. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. Like, I'm, like, paranormal core. I, okay, you know? I fuck with that. Like, like, I don't fuck with it for the, the means to which it affects you, <laughs> but I fuck with it for the aesthetic, you know? No, aesthetically, and it's I'm awesome. And I'm saying yeah. that, you know, sarcastically, obviously, because I wish this didn't affect you because it seems like it causes, like, distress. But, like... Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Like, the... But, like, it can be, like... It can be, like, cunt, so... No, it's a little cunt. It's a little cunt, but it's also, like, a little bit funny. Okay. Because I'm, like, literally, like... Oh, fuck, I can't go to the bathroom. Like, fuck. <laughs> the witch is gonna get me. <laughs> the okay. witch. Like, and it's like, it's crazy. Like, I've only recently realized that, like, because, like, if you go on Twitter, like, you'll see a meme, and it's like, when you're in the hallway, and, like, you know, go into the bathroom, and then you're like, fuck, there's a demon or something. Yeah. Like, there's, like, people joke about that. Like, I feel like it I get it. It actually scares you. Yeah, like, it, like, actually scares me, and then I'm like, oh... There's something else going on. Do you um okay? Do you remember those those that series that those like posts that genre of posts that was like if you don't repost this this girl will show up at the end of your bed. No, literally, like, I'm literally like I'm literally like uh no I like checked under my bed like after I watched okay, the Blair Witch like a lot. Yeah, there's I know okay I'm not a DSM but like <laughs> but like I. You definitely, there's something going on. There's something going on. I think it's like OCD. It sounds, it's it sounds like, a little bit it's like, like It's like, I'm like, if I pray of Hail Mary, then Mary will protect me against... Okay, the- <laughs> so when I asked you about religion, I see. Were you, yeah. when you were a kid, like when you were a very young child, were you introduced to the concept of hell? Um, yeah. I mean, everybody who's... Christian, I think, is, okay. for the most part, especially Catholic, you know. It's interesting. I don't think Jews have, like, a hell. I don't think just believe in hell, necessarily. Uh, I think okay. there's, like, it's like everyone goes to heaven. I don't really know much. Aww. Um, Yeah, kind of kind That's of cute. cute. Um, but, so, like, growing up, I didn't have a conception of hell. No. I, I guess I just gained it through, like, media and other people when I grew yeah. up. But, like, I wasn't ever, like, four years old and being like, oh, my God, if I don't do good, I'm going to go to hell. And I think a lot of people, like, experience that, which is, like, just, like, really traumatic and, like, bad. (laughs) No, I think, I think there is, like, and, like, with being, like, trans and gay, like, I literally am, like, fuck, like, like, I, like, like, within the last year, like, literally, and, like, I think that is, like, kind of crazy, because I've, like, been out for longer than that. Okay. Is, like, 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 having thoughts of, like, oh, like, God does not like this. Like, you know, like, it's pretty funny, like, it's, it's, uh... It's hard to get rid of that idea. God doesn't like, like my identity, like my being queer. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like because I'll literally like okay, and this literally came up. Like it's like a it's like a dark thought, but like I'll be like um, like it's okay. Therapy session in Charlie's. Yeah, room. literally therapy session in Charlie's room right now. Um, if you've already heard me talk about this, <laughs> listener, um, sorry, but uh, these witches, man, I'm like fuck. I've opened myself up to it by going against the will of God. and By the, being queer? Yeah, by, okay. like, having gay sex and by changing my body with hormones and going against my baptism name. And, like, ironically, these are the things my parents tell me. Mm. Not ironically, but, like, it's it's mm. probably makes sense that mm-hmm. the things I'm worried about are the things that my parents don't like. I was going like. to say, I, I think I'm getting a lot about your parents just from you talking without ever you, like, mentioning your parents. 
Yeah, my, my mom especially is quite religious. And yeah, I could, yeah. She's also very, like, power of prayer, like, very, like... Like, I have a lot of, like, people in my family who are very, like, spiritual. Like, they're not just, like, go to church people. They're, like... I would not call them crazy because they're my family, but yeah. I think that they are definitely, like, believe everything 100%, like, like without, um... Like, like skepticism? Without skepticism or, like... Like, like, without nuance. Like, okay. they, like, have a pretty, like, fundamental... Like, like, they believe the fundamentals. Okay. They so, like, like taking the Bible as, like, like, prescribed, like... Like, not maybe historically all the time, but, like, like what the church says, yes. Okay, okay. So, like, modern times, what the church says. Yeah, like, okay. they believe what the church says, like, 100%. Okay. And they think that it's, like, right when they say that, like, queer people are... Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it depends on the family member, so I don't want to diss my family. But, yeah, you're um, fine. Can yeah. I say... Okay, so, like, it's really interesting that you have, um, like, these thought processes and, like, these feelings... I feel almost the opposite. Yeah. I, in the sense that I, so growing up, I always, like, hated religion. I hated, like, practicing Judaism just because it didn't make sense to me. I was a yeah. kid. Why are we following all these rules? There's a lot of, like, strict, there's a lot of, like, um, strict, like, traditions in Judaism, especially when it comes to the holidays, for example, Pesach or, like, Passover, which is, like, the Jewish Easter. Like, you can't have bread. You can't have yeast. So, like, and I really like cereal and, like, I, I ate a lot of, like, carby things. I'm a very big carby person. Um, and when I was a kid, I was like, why can't I just have my fucking toast, yeah. man? Or, like, why can't I have this, my pizza? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why do I have to follow this? And, like, I also had, like, weird eating things growing up because of my mom. And, yeah. like, I've had, like, oh, weird same. eating. Same. Um, yeah. Um, but that can be another, another thing. Go, yeah, later. ED. Ooh. I was gonna say, <laughs> if we get into eating disorders right now, we'll be here no, for the rest yeah. of the night. Light, um, light. But, like... So, anyway, I just, I had a bad relationship growing up with religion. I didn't get it. I never really liked it. Once I got yeah. old enough to think about it more, I was like, I, I just don't, this isn't for me. Especially not Judaism, it's just, like, not for me. Obviously, yeah. like, if you're Jewish and that you like that, like, that's amazing. I just, and, and I do like, like, Jewish culture, like, because it reminds me of, like, my childhood and, like, my family yeah. and, like, people in my life. But it's just, like, it's not for me. Yeah. And I have, I wouldn't say I have religious trauma, but I have a lot of, like, negativity when it's surrounding surrounding like Judaism and religion for me yeah. um but what, I, what what why I bring this up is like I feel like I okay so I've been tweeting about God a little bit Ooh. and kind of in in not a really he likes way. that yeah yeah he likes that a lot in not a religious way in like a humorous way so like yeah. for example let no, me I'm kidding. um let me bring okay I tweeted something like actually let me not check my Twitter right now um but <laughs> never mind. sorry I just realized like Twitter break. Uh, um Twitter break um, I tweeted something about, like, I'm closest to God when I'm, like, shirtless, eating cereal out of the box with my mm, bare I hands. I liked that one. Like a forest nymph yeah. who was exiled from the forest when she went mad. Yeah. Um, and then I tweeted, like, what if you were a boy and I was a boy and we both kissed and we found, like, God or religion uh, or something. Yeah. And, like, I find that, like... Yeah. And I didn't even think about this until just yeah, now. Yeah. I find that I've been thinking about God and religion, not in, like, a, not in, like, a sense that, like people have about like not like christianity or like a like a popular religion like i'm thinking about religion in terms of queerness mm. like i'm thinking about religion in like in terms of like what does it mean to be like a, a lesbian what does it mean yeah. to be a, a man who loves men and how how can you find religion from that not like christianity not judaism not taoism not buddhism not anything not rastafarianism whatever or rastafari i think i think rastafarianism is offensive but um, okay. i may have to look into that but um not any prescribed religion or group, but, like, find... I don't know how to describe this, but finding holiness 
in mm. love, in sex, yeah. in queerness, like finding God by like loving someone. And, yeah. and I don't, oh, again, I don't mean so God nice. in like, I don't mean God in terms of like a God above. I just mean like holiness and like, like, yeah. a, like a feeling that, that you're, you're lifted to like a higher level of something. You don't know what it is, but to me it's like religious, but not again, not in a church way, not in like a actual religious way, just like in a queer way. And yeah. so I think I have sort of the opposite. Like yeah. to me, queerness almost is a religion for me. Like queerness is such a important space for me. And like, I don't know who I would be without like my queerness and my queer community. And like, yeah. um, yeah. Goals, honestly, I would love to have that attitude. Like I yeah. think I've, I've like flirted with that attitude and it's been good when I have. That's a really and cute I, way like, of putting yeah, it. Yeah. I think it's like a wonderful attitude. Yes. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I think, or I don't know, I don't want to offer you any advice, um, but I'm appreciating this conversation. Yeah. We have been talking for a long time. We have been talking for a I long time. I would love to do another episode, though, because I feel this like we could really talk about... This was really amazing. Yes, this yeah. was beautiful. I'm, I'm having an amazing, amazing time. Yeah. Um, any, any final thoughts on the subjects that, that were floating around your head? Not really. Okay. Uh, can I ask, uh, ask you any, any final thoughts? Um... I don't really have any final thoughts. Just that, like, I don't actually think that God is homophobic. Okay. By the way, or transphobic. You want to say say it a little louder for the? I don't think that God is actually homophobic or transphobic. Mm-hmm. I just have cognitive distortions due to anxiety. You hear it? You heard it here. Mike dropped. Folks, for, for yeah, mic drop. Um. Well. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe. And um, we'll see you next week. Stay stay, bad. stay amazing. Stay, stay amazing. Stay. Just stay. Real, real, real. <laughs> Bye. Bye. How do I pause? Uh, how do you pause?